With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, I get here this morning, and we've got bacon-wrapped hot dogs, okay? And Eric, one of the guys that works on the show, says, he, you guys have like eight mustards there. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling good about this. Do we have enough? Is this okay? Like, people are really, like, sensitive. about. It's not that big a deal. I mean, I like mustard, okay? I really like spicy mustard. People are like... I think people have taken it a little too far. It's probably my fault. By the way, I am Ross Tucker, former NFL player. This is how we do every show. I got Anthony Davis and Terrence Clark and Padres Dodgers and all this stuff. Seton already wants to say something. Paulie wants to say something. We're not even a minute into the show. Somehow I'm talking about mustard because who is that guy? Who's the guy that starts every show? Who's, who's that voice guy? Bob Schmidt. Bob Schmidt. No matter what I have in my head, how I want to start the show – I'm always because that's like the only part I have to really figure out, right? Is how am I going to start the show? Bob Schmidt always does something that totally changes my plan, and we're off the rails here on a uh, Meat Friday. Yes, Paul. This goes back to I think checking my records, 2017. You hosted, and we talked about mustard and your love for mustard, and your out cue to end the show was spicy mustard for life. Yeah, spicy for life. Yeah, I have no idea why I said that. Seton almost fell over in his chair that day when I said that. Yes, Seton. Well, that's what I love so much about the start of today's show is that, Russell, no matter how many times you've come in here and and hosted the show when Dan is out or been a guest on the show, there's always something that I'm like, wow, he still has so much to learn about the show. Like, what do you mean? Make a big deal out of nothing? That's what we do. We make a huge deal out of the most minuscule things, such as yellow mustard versus spicy mustard. Like, yeah, this you say one thing one time, five seconds, and then forever. You can ask Chris Mannix about this for the rest of the life of the show. You're going to be the mustard guy. And I love that. That's great. So anytime I tweet that I'm coming on at Ross Tucker (laughs) NFL or you guys do the two things I get hundreds of hundreds of, and this is Instagram at Ross Tucker NFL are either spicy mustard stuff (laughs) or meathead James Vanderbeek. That's it. I get so many gifts or gifs or whatever they're called of James Van Meathead Vanderbeek. It is so funny. I kind of like Ivy League Meathead, but on this show, I am Meathead James Vanderbeek. Paul, I mean, uh, Fritzy, we got to get him on the show sometime. We really have to. I, we tried one time, and like he he declined, right? Yeah, or it didn't work in his schedule. It wasn't like a hard no. It's something that they were you know considering at some point. I still don't even think I looked that much like the guy. Anyway. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. The diehards, the longtime listeners, the people that give their height and weight when they call in, they know me by now. I've been here about a million times. If you are a new listener, you are part of the greatest group of listeners and greatest audience that I'm aware of. If you want to be a part of the show, I encourage you to do so. 877-3DP-SHOW. You can email us, dp at danpatrick.com. You can always email me directly over at rostucker.com at DP show 
on Twitter. You can be a part of Chat Row at danpatrick.com. I like to chime in on Chat Row from time to time. I told you I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. We are live on Peacock. I did have my mother-in-law text me 45 minutes ago. What channel are you on? Now, I know she has Comcast, so I know she has Peacock, but I don't know how to tell her. Like, I don't know what channel it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what. I know it's, like, on my remote, you can just say Peacock. Have her call in. I'm, I'm serious. Have her call in, and the guys in back are walking through this. Otherwise, she'll miss the whole show. Well, I told her to ask my wife. I'm like, I'm like Rachel, I'm, I'm kind of doing a show. You know, like, I don't know what channel Peacock is on your, on your TV. But anyway, that's going to cost me next time I see her. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Thank you for listening, watching, whatever. She's definitely not listening. She's watching. And, uh, of course, I know Fox Sports Radio, all a million affiliates. I get people text me all the time. Love all the people that will text me eight hours from now that listen on podcasts. I think you guys know I got a bunch of those. Check out the Ross Tucker podcast, especially because I never know next time that I will be here. So where should we start? I mean, th- there, we got six days to the draft. I feel like for whatever reason, I'm always here around draft time. Like either right before the draft or right after the draft. I'm always here around draft time. I love the draft. It, it kind of combines all of my favorite things, college football, NFL, and also I'd be more interested in being like a GM than a coach. I think coaching would be cool, but I like picking the players. I like the money. Not many former players do, but like I would like the John Lynch role. I'm not like you know, campaigning for it, but I'm more interested in that than being a coach. Yes, McLovin. Maybe you could be like Mike Mayock and do the jump someday to, to a team. It's possible. You know, the issue is I never got in. You know why I never got into coaching or being in the front office? I was tired of getting fired. I mean, by the time I was 28, I was the only Princeton grad in the history of the institution to be fired five times by the age of 28. Think about that. There's no chance any other Princeton graduate was fired five times before age 28. So you're cut different teams, any same team twice? Cut by Washington, cut by Dallas, cut by Buffalo, actually traded by New England, cut by Cleveland, and then I was going to get cut by Washington again, but I hurt my neck career over kind of started, f- fell into the media thing. Wouldn't you love, to, was Bill Belichick, he would have made the trade that you were involved in with the yeah. page. So wouldn't you love to have the audio of that phone call when they were trying to put you on the market? You know, like, what is Bill Belichick? Is he working with different teams and say, we got a guard here? Well, no, what's really funny about it is it was during training camp and I had already been cut three times in my career. So it's during training camp. I'm supposed to be center in the two-minute drill with the Patriots. Back in 2006, so I'm supposed to be center, end of the practice, two-minute drill. And the O-line coach, Dante Scarnecchia, put somebody else in. And I was like, uh-oh, that's not a good sign. We haven't even gotten to a preseason game yet, and they already don't like me. I'm thinking, this is bad. And I knew I was battling for a job. Yes, Eaton. Is that like the day-to-day feeling that you have of sort of uh, like looking around and being like, wait, wait, why is that guy in there? I'm supposed to be in there. Or is, that, is that sort of always hanging over your head? Always. And the guys that say it's not are liars. They're liars. It's, it's when people always say, oh, only just worry about what you can control. I don't worry about what I can control. I worry about the stuff I can't control. Like, that's what you worry about. <laughs> and, and the people say, I don't worry about that stuff. I'm like, you're such a liar, dude. When you put your head to, on the bed at night, you're just like, yeah, it doesn't bother me that they move me to third string today. I'm not worried about that. Stop lying, dude. Just be honest. So anyway, so after practice, we break it down, and I'm thinking, this is not good. And Skarnikia says, uh, Tuck, I need to talk to you. I said, okay. He's like, um, so here's what happened. Uh, evidently, during practice, we traded you to Cleveland. <laughs> and I was like, and I've been cut three times. I was like, traded me? For what? <laughs> like a compliment, right? It's a total compliment. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so cool. Literally the best team in the NFL to the worst team. I was like, they traded for me. They want me. They like me. They really like me. So he says, Skarnecchia says, I don't know, probably a bag of balls. He actually said it. Yes. I don't know, probably a bag of balls. He had no idea. So I go in, and, and I know I'm like starting for the Browns. So I go in, and I go in the cold tub. And uh, Larry Izzo, I'm in the cold tub with Brady and Larry Izzo and some guys. 
And Larry Izzo says, hey, uh, I think he said, he said something like, don't be pissing in the cold tub before you leave. <laughs> I, I laughed. And somebody's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, I, I actually, I just got traded to Cleveland. And, the, and, and, and I remember Brady was like reading the paper. And he's like, wow. <laughs> you know, they're all looking at me. So I went into office with Belichick and Pioli. And they, they told me how it all went down. And I was like, okay. And, and I was very appreciative of the trade. Yes, Paulie. I, you know, they didn't go to bat for you. They didn't, Brady didn't, you know, like throw his weight around. He probably had a ring or two at this point. He had three at this point. They didn't have the Rudy moment. Like Brady didn't go in there and <laughs> take his jersey, lay it on the Belichick's desk, and be like, "I'm not playing if Tucker's not here." You know what's so Tuck, funny, Tuck, Tuck, Tucker, <laughs> Tucker. You know what's so funny? Number one, that we're going to go the whole first segment without talking about anything that happened in sports yesterday, which is what we normally do. But no, number two, people are always shocked by this. I was thrilled that I got traded to the Cleveland Browns. From the best team to the worst team. In New England, okay, they had the starters. They even kind of had Russ Hoekstein as the backup interior guy. I was battling for the eighth or ninth spot. In Cleveland, the Charles Bentley tore his knee up. Bob Howland got hurt. As soon as they traded me, I was the starting center for the Cleveland Browns. And I started the last three preseason games, whatever, I remember distinctly, I wanted to have my car in Cleveland. I wanted to have my truck. So the guy, like the GM of the Browns, it was like the VP of whatever called me. And he's like, hey, we got your flight. And, um, you know, we'll pick you up at the airport, whatever. I'm like, actually, like, I really, I really want my car. Like, I'm just going to drive. Oh, you're, these were your contract demands with the Browns. Well, here's the thing. If you get cut, okay, you got to pay for your move and everything. If you get traded... The team that traded for you has to pay for everything. Okay? So I'm like, I said to the guy, I'm like, hey, man, I really want to have my car there. I'm just going to drive the seven hours tonight. Like, I'll get there like at 2 a.m. He's like, Ross, we, we don't want our starting center driving seven hours through the night, or whatever it is, from New England to Cleveland. Like, we, we don't want that. Like, we'll, we'll ship your car. We'll get your car here in a few days. Like, come on, man. I said, okay. So I flew to Cleveland that night. Next day, I was a Brown and – that's the story. I have the uh, actually. How do we even get on that story? We're how talking do we about do this? life as a you know journeyman in the NFL getting traded. And- oh no, I know what it was. I was telling you guys why I never wanted to be a coach or a GM. I was so sick of getting fi- getting fired. August eighth, like- two thousand six. This is Patriots.com. Patriots trade offensive lineman Ross Tucker to Cleveland for undisclosed draft choice. You know what it was? The highest honor that can be bestowed on a professional football player. A conditional seventh round pick. Nice. Condi- I literally now, if you guys ever see me like on social media, when any guy gets traded for the conditional seventh round pick, I will welcome him to the club <laughs> on social media. So I'll, like- I'll be like, welcome to the club. Dude, that's the that's, it's literally the lowest thing they will allow you to be traded for. Right, because the condition- A conditional seventh round pick. And by the way, I started the last three preseason games for Cleveland. I played fine. They cut me. I thought I was going to start the opener. They traded for Hank Fraley on cutdown day and cut me. Ah. I drove five hours back to Pennsylvania. That was rough. But I said to the GM, Phil Savage, I said, Phil, I'm an average player. You traded for me. I came here and played average. That's what I am. <laughs> and you're cutting me. Why did you trade for me if you didn't want average? I gave you what you traded for. Average. And now you're tra- and now you're cutting me. And he's like, "Well, listen, Ross, uh, da, 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 blah blah blah." That basically, Hank Fraley was a you know more accomplished center. I was a more accomplished guard. They needed a center, and then my salary would have been guaranteed. The guy who ended up being the backup, his salary wasn't guaranteed. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's my sob story. But anyway, so here's the thing: the Patriots traded me for a conditional seventh round pick, and they didn't even get it. <laughs> They didn't even get the seventh round pick. There are no eight round picks. I did not. The, the condition was not, don't show that picture. Oh my gosh. That's the worst picture I've ever. My mom hates that picture. I don't know why I look that terrible. I have bedhead. I've got like nine o'clock shadow. I'm fat. I'm really super pale. And we're showing that on national TV right now. Gosh, look, show me now. Show me now. I got my virtual beer pong champion of the world shirt. 
248 this morning. Yeah, show me now. By the way, I don't know if you guys are like this. Scene <laughs> is just laughing. So, I'm, saying, I'm just. I just want to go on record and say this is the best segment you've ever done. <laughs> Why? It, it is by. It's so entertaining. This is the best segment you've ever done. By, by the way, I despise how I look without a beard. You guys ever? Are you ever like that where you look back at how you looked like five years ago, ten years? I I now think I look like a total loser without a beard. I've had a beard for like three years now, and I want to say to people like. Hey, where were you the first 38, 39 years telling me I look like a total dweeb? See, there's a problem. You're locked in now. You're oh, locked I'm locked in. in. You either, it's like if you have a beard and then you have to get rid of it after six months, and then six months later you could take it back. Or if you just go straight through, now you're just locked in. You know what's so funny? I used to come be on the, the Dan Patrick show, like, especially when you guys were like in a New York studio. And all of the millennials, right? They'd all have like the tight t shirt, the tight jeans, and they'd have a beard. And I'd be like, what is the deal with all these kids in their 20s having beards? Why does everybody need a beard? And that's you now. Yeah, now I'm that guy. Now I got the too tight t-shirt, the too tight jeans, (laughs) and the beard. I'm like a fake millennial. I'm a meathead millennial. I'm a fake (laughs) meathead millennial. Yes. Do you think if at the time you had grown a beard instead of that 9 o'clock shadow, things would have worked out differently with the Patriots? I don't know. It would have. Can't rule it out. It, it would have helped. I don't think beards were cool then, although like Matt Light had a beard back then. You never know. Maybe it could have made me a better player. Maybe it would have made me tougher. A little more intimidating or something? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell people about the show a little bit today. Now that we're 17 minutes into the show, we're going to have Charles Davis from NFL Network and CBS in about five minutes. He obviously does terrific draft work for NFL Network. He not only came out with a mock draft, But Charles had his guys, like his 17 guys he loves. I love when analysts do that. We got to get Darren Ravel at 10 a.m. Eastern because of this new jersey change rule, which, by the way, we're going to talk about on multiple levels. So, number one, we got Ravel on because if a guy wants to change their jersey, right? So now, like, running backs, wide receivers can be a single digit. I know you guys talked about it yesterday, just like college. But if they want to switch... They have to buy all of the inventory of the jerseys that are already out there. So I just want to hear from Ravel, like, okay, how much money are we talking that these guys would have to pay? And by the way, can't they make up for it with everybody buying their new jersey? So Ravel, that's what he does. So we'll have him at 10 o'clock. Adam Lefko is my dude. He's from suburban Philadelphia, just like me. NBA on TNT. We're going to talk about the Lakers. AD is back, played last night, not particularly well, stopped playing at halftime. Get his thoughts on the Lakers, the Knicks, the Nets, my Sixers, uh, and obviously the MVP, Joel Embiid, although, I don't know, we got different thoughts on that. How about a congressman? Have you guys had a lot of congressmen on the show before? Senators, some presidents, a few congressmen, yeah, a little bit of everything. I feel like, and I'm going to say this now, I don't want to say it when Anthony Gonzalez, the former Ohio State Buckeye and first-round pick is on. I feel like Senator sounds a decent amount cooler than Congressman. Like, Senator sounds, like, really important. Congressman is like, what, what is even it? What is a Congressman? What, what, what do they even do? Yes, for <laughs> There's so many Congressmen and there's so many districts. It's like maybe you represent, like, a town or two or a couple of blocks. The senator, there's two in each state. That's a, And it just sounds very military, very, like, five-star general kind of thing. I will say this. Congressman sounds better than a representative. Like a house of representatives. Like you're a representative. I don't want to be a representative. A congressman sounds better than that. Would you make people... If you were Anthony Gonzalez, would you make people call you congressman? I think they kind of do, at least in a public setting. Like if he walked in here, I would go, good to meet you, congressman. I wouldn't call, hey, Anthony. I think, I think that's one of those titles you go I think you're with. right. Like it's if a coach almost wa- like doctor. Yeah, or coach even. Like when we have coaches in here, when Urban Meyer comes in here, we go, good to meet you, coach. We don't go, good to meet you, Urban or, Co- or Mr. Meyer. You go, coach. It's a title. So I'm going to, so when, I, when he's on, I'm going to be like, so congressman. Yeah. Kind of weird to say that, though, to somebody younger than you. Maybe he'll say, call me Big Tony. Who knows? You guys, you know, <laughs> former NFL player, you guys have a bond. Uh, so we'll get into all the name, image, and likeness stuff. I guess Ohio, he's not only introducing a national name, image, and likeness bill, which is, if those of you are not familiar, it's the college kids being able to get paid for their jerseys and social media and stuff. 
but he's also getting uh, legal sports betting in Ohio. He's having a big week. Uh, that's a heck of a week. By the way, that's exactly the kind of bills I would pass if I were a congressman. Sports bills. Forget the stuff that really matters to my constituents. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I am totally kidding. All right. So we'll have Charles Davis. We want to get into the Tom Brady stuff. Tom Brady is mad, like legitimately mad. And we're going to talk about it as we move along, why he's so mad and why I am mad that people that don't understand why Brady's mad keep talking about it. And by the way, why Brady being this mad on April 23rd is exactly why he's Tom Brady. Padres Dodgers, is that the best rivalry in baseball? That was awesome last night. And I still don't understand why Niners fans hate Mac Jones so much. I mean, they really despise him. 20 minutes past the hour, this is The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. And I am joined now by not only one of the best analysts in the business, one of the best guys. Charles, I've never heard someone say a bad word about Charles Davis, which, by the way, I'm always a little skeptical of guys like that, right? Like, I know the bad things people can say about me, and, and they're probably true. But how can you be, how can you live this long and nobody says a bad thing about the guy? Charles Davis does a terrific job for CBS Sports, for NFL Network. He is all over the draft. Charles, it's Ross. Great to talk with you as always, buddy. Hey, Ross. It's good to talk with you as always as well. And trust me on this, this not a bad word. It's awfully kind of you to say. You just haven't been hanging out in the right places, man. <laughs> all right. So, so Charles, in all sincerity, I, you know, we can talk here. There's nobody listening. What yeah. is like if somebody had to say something negative about you, like if I asked your wife, like, or even yourself, like what are your high school buddies? What, what would be the one thing they would say, you know, eh, Charles is awesome, but this or that. By the way, I met one of your high school buddies one time who told me you were by far the greatest high school athlete from your hometown. Oh, is it Dave Ryan, maybe? Wow, you know you know Rhino. Yes, yeah. he, told me, he told me you were by far the best high school athlete ever from where you guys are from in upstate. But anyway, what's the, what's the, what's the one tiny little Charles Davis flaw? Oh, I don't know that it's tiny, and we could go for a while, but I'll give you the, the one. I can be a little negative. You know, I, I can go to the I can go to the word no a lot quicker than I should. You know, it, like someone will say, Hey, why don't we do it? And nah, I don't want to do that. And I hadn't even thought about it. I just immediately write to no. Hey, maybe we should consider nah, we shouldn't do that. And in retrospect, after a little bit of time, I might be the one that bounces through and goes, Hey, why don't we do such a and they're like, We just said we should do that. So I don't know if I said I want to make it my idea. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just defensive that way, but I, I can be that way. I can be a little bit on the negative side and I'm always on the lookout Ross for, I, I even know how to say it the right way, being wronged. Does that make sense? And, and I'm not one of those who, who is just automatically, Hey, you're doing me wrong. I mean, I'm not confronting people or whatever, I'm just making sure. Oh, okay. Is is this the right thing? And then half the time I walk away going, what was I doing? Why am I even why am I even in that type of a space? So those are a few to get us started. And I feel like I, should, I feel like I should go to a couch right now. And you should have on a cardigan, have a pipe, and you should be nodding while you're writing down your grocery list and not listening to a word I'm saying. You know what's funny, by the way? That's actually a great question to ask draft prospects on those Zooms. Like, what's the worst part about you? Mine is, uh, one of mine is I have no patience. Like, we went skiing a couple weeks ago, and there was a line. It was probably like a five-minute line. It wasn't that bad. And I said to my brother-in-law, I know that this isn't a big deal. And I know that this shouldn't bother me. But, but I am pissed off right now. I hate this line. I hate it. I want to be on the lift and I want to ski down right now. I don't want to be in this line. Lines are for losers. He's like, just, it's good that you acknowledge that deep breaths, deep breaths. So we all have that's our thing. Good. Well, I will say this before you go on. That's an excellent question. And I wonder if we would put that to the prospect's mother that plopped down in front of the zoom and said she would be answering the questions for her son. Did you see that story? No. Yeah, I just saw it. I think I saw it last night. I'm not sure who broke it, who who had it. And I don't want to not give them credit, but I also don't want to credit the wrong person because in, in that business, as you know, you know, who got to that story first, making sure that the proper people are credited. I did read this, that a team reported that when they went to have the Zoom with the prospect, mom sat down in the chair and said that she would be answering the questions for her son. Wow. 
So I we hear that. about helicopters. We hear about this in business world where the parents show up at work to, to negotiate their kids raise, to go over their performance reviews. We hear about all these things. This is, you know, look, this is a new world with zooms and all that. So why not? But we've had we've had parents be involved in stuff before. As a parent myself, I've been in, you know, having to met with teacher, having to meet with teachers and coaches. I hope I've done it the right way. But we hear about these stories all the time. But this one, this is new. Talking with Charles Davis, NFL Network analyst, CBS Sports analyst. He's all over the draft always, every year. You know, we've totally moved on, Charles, from the first two picks. All yep. anybody cares about is number three. <laughs> but I got to ask you, like, are you sold on Zach Wilson at two? Are, are, are you bought in on what the Jets are doing? I am. And I bought I, I more so because I bought in on Zach Wilson. So I guess the best way to answer it, Ross, is whoever is at two. And if they wanted Zach Wilson, I would be bought in on them. I really think that when you put him in total and you go through everything that you've seen, I see a toughness to this kid that maybe he doesn't get credit for having played through injuries for a couple of seasons, thumb, shoulder, things that are really going to affect the quarterback. He beat out a popular senior quarterback in Tanner Mangum as a freshman to win the job. And that's not easily done, you know, because people like to gravitate towards the older players, especially at the position like quarterback. And then to see him go all in, get healthy and come back this year and have the year that he had. And we can talk schedule. We can talk this. We can talk that. Ah, I'm not having it. I, I think the kid is the legit item. I like what I see from him. I'm not as concerned about the size as some people are. I think he'll be fine going forward. We've seen smaller quarterbacks make it and make it big. I, I'm bought in with him because I think the Jets have a true plan going forward and how they're going to do things. So I know the answer to this question, Charles, because you and I talked recently on my podcast, but I want people to hear from you. You know, we all know Trevor Lawrence is the guy, but yes. you recently wrote a story for NFL.com where you had the 17 guys you would pound the table for, which is the expression they use when coaches or GM say, this guy is the man, your quarterback you say, this guy excites me the most when I think about seeing how it all progresses. It's Trey Lance yeah. from FCS, North Dakota State. Why is he the quarterback that excites you the most? He's the full combo of everything you're looking for, Ross, size, you know, speed. Got the biggest arm in the draft. Now, what that means to everyone, I don't know. Is that like a Nolan Ryan fastball that he couldn't control early in his career? Or is it the Nolan Ryan fastball later? You know, it's all those things that go into it. But all I know is this. The kid is 17-0, and 16-0, and, and North Dakota State has been good for a long time, and they've won championships with Easton Stick, with, with, with uh, Carson Wentz. With, with Brock Jensen, who's one people might not remember, who, who kept Carson Wentz on the bench. So they know how to win, but he had to come up the same way, and my comp for him is Josh Allen. He and Josh were both doubted coming out of high school. Both of them ended up at schools off the beaten path. Both of them were, you know, have been plagued with the, I don't know how accurate he is. I don't know if he play, plays against good competition. And we've seen how Josh has progressed. I hear about the, 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 the brain, the football IQ of Trey Lance. He's the gym rat that you want. And when I see him put it all together, I, I'm excited about watching this progress. And that's why if I'm San Francisco at three, I'm taking a good hard look at him, Fields, and Mac Jones before I make that final decision, especially if I'm keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. If I've got Garoppolo sitting there and I can develop Lance a little bit, because I'll just leave it with this, Ross. Normally, when I draft a quarterback in the top five, he's starting for me from day one. Normally. But with a kid coming out of, you know, one double A, only one game last year, it wouldn't hurt at all if he had someone in front of him for a little while. But if he gets drafted in the top five, it's not going to last long. You and I know that. The person signing the checks is coming to the office going, yo, when's he going to play? That's how it works when you have young quarterbacks. So it sounds like, Charles, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but – if the Niners pass on him at three, it sounds like you think the Falcons should take him at four. I think he'd be ideal. To me, it's the perfect fit at four because Matt Ryan's going to play. And 
you were talking, you know, and you made you made some very nice statements about me that I absolutely cherish, Ross. And I'm not saying that with tongue in cheek. It means a lot. And, you know, for us as, as, as guys, dropping our veneer sometimes gets a little difficult. But I just want you to know it really means a lot for you for, for to me about what you said. But think about Matt Ryan. Have we ever have we met a quarterback in recent years that's as giving of himself as as pure of heart, a good teammate like a Matt Ryan? So even if Matt Ryan's upset that you draft a quarterback and every quarterback that's a starter gets mad if you draft another quarterback, even in the seventh round, he's going to take care of this young man. Okay, he's going to show him the right example. He's going to teach him all those things. He's going to tell him, look, you need to observe and watch. I'm not going to hand it to you. But he's also not going to shy away from questions, extra film sessions, all of those things. What a great way to break in. Plus, an offense that is already, you know, been productive and somewhat ready to roll. So I would love that fit for him if he were to go to Atlanta and have a year of Matt Ryan. Because I think after that, Atlanta would be ready to really start the Arthur Smith regime. And maybe Matt Ryan's looking for a place with a contender to finish out his career. We'll see. I don't know. All right, wrapping up here with Charles Davis from NFL Network. All right, let's play that out then, Charles. Let's say the Falcons do that and take Trey Lance at four. Then Cincinnati has their pick of Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell, or Kyle Pitts, who a lot of people feel like is the best player in the draft. Let's say you are Duke Tobin or you are a player for the Bengals, whatever. Yep. Which one of those three guys are you pounding the table for if the Bengals have all of the options, all the non-quarterback options at five? Well, I'm old school, so I'd want to go ahead and immediately say tackle to protect my to protect Joe Burrow, and Anthony Munoz has already signed off on that. But I look at this draft, and I think that I can come back in the top of the second round and get a pretty darn good tackle again. I don't know if I'm passing on Kyle Pitts. Tight ends are young quarterbacks' best friends. They, they, they absolutely love them. They're right in their sight lines. The throws are easy. I'm doing the Joey Tribbiani air quotes because nothing's easy in the NFL. But those are the ones that get out of your hands quicker, get to the guy, and he turns it upfield. And Pitts is the kind of guy who makes big plays for you. So it's going to be very difficult for me to pass on him. Although I have to say, Ross, Every year we go into this and we always have the buzzwords and the buzz phrases, and I can speak them as well as anyone, right? You can speak football. I can speak football. And sometimes we drive ourselves crazy doing it. But the word this year to me is generational. I don't know about you, but I'm hearing generational used way more than I've heard in the past. Trevor Lawrence is one of those generational quarterbacks. Kyle Pitts is a generational talent. And to me, what that means is he's really good and maybe the best one in the draft. You should go get him. We'll find out if they're generational based on their career. And I'm not saying it as a negative, even though, you, as I told you, I can get that way. It's just funny how. We indoctrinate all those things, and they become part of the lexicon. We used to say a guy threw the ball really well. Now we say he has arm talent. I mean, it's just just how it works. Well, and the best part about the generational thing is two things. Number one, it reminds me, what's that? what movie is that where the guy says, I don't think that word means what you think it means? Princess I've, Bride, maybe? Princess Bride? That, that could easily I do not think that word means what you think it means. And that's number one. And number two, generational – we literally had back-to-back generational pass rushers. Nick Bosa the one year and then Chase Young the next year. I don't think you know what generational means. Charles <laughs> Davis, the nicest guy in the world and a terrific analyst. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Ross, always a pleasure to spend time with you. Thanks for having me on. Continued success. I look forward to seeing you in person again real soon. Absolutely. Cannot wait. There he is, Charles Davis. Yes, Paulie. Great call, 87 Princess Bride. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. But what was the word that was being used? Do we that know? I don't know. Ooh, that would be a good, yes. Ross, you are a generationally great guest host, by the way. I just want to throw oh! that out Oh, yeah, but that's true. Hopefully you, hopefully you actually feel that way. I'm actually looking forward to talking with you, McLovin, about this Brady thing. because I You think, have to explain it, yes. Yeah, I think you and I feel a little bit differently about it, or maybe you're just, you just need to know more about it. We'll get Absolutely. the play of the day, and you should know that which part of your house feels a little less secure than you might want? With a security system from Simply Safe, you'll never have to worry about that again. Just go to simplysafedan.com. Today, wow, he gets his own website, simplysafedan.com today to customize your system and get a free security camera. Tom Brady is mad. I'll explain A, Y, and B 
why it's awesome when we return. 41 minutes past the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, 
limitless answers. Like I know Tatis, like I know some of the best baseball players had never heard a noisy, N-E-U-S-E, noisy. That's courtesy, by the way, AM570, LA Sports Dodger Radio Network. Which part of your house feels a little less secure than you might want? With a security system from Simply Safe. You'll never have to worry about that again. Just go to simplysafedan.com today to customize your system and get a free security camera. Big day yesterday, by the way, for LA. They get Anthony Davis back, and then they have that awesome game with the Padres. Kind of weird that Padres-Dodgers is like the best rivalry in baseball right now. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but when you watch that, those games are always close. They're always intense. They hate each other. It's like the Ravens-Steelers, McLovin. Well, I was about to ask, and maybe in all sports right now, because a lot of the NFL and NBA rivalries are kind of dead. I mean, maybe Ravens Steelers, but like, is the Cowboys Redskins the same as when you played for the Redskins? I've, or sorry, Washington football team? No. You know what was really weird about that, by the way? When I was in Washington, they had lost to Dallas like, I don't know, eight or nine times in a row, and it was like an obsession. When I went to Dallas, they were like, yeah, Washington just kind of another team. It really, it was really, really interesting. All right, we got to get to something. And that is this New Jersey rule. Wow, that sounded like it was about the state of New Jersey. They're not going to let Bon Jovi and Springs. No, I'm just kidding. The new NFL Jersey rule, okay? So forever, there were very specific designated numbers for different position groups. Like, for example, offensive line, 50 to 79 linebackers 40 to 59 or 90 to 99 you know running backs wide receivers had to be in the 80s or the teens they've changed it you know college never had those rules which is why like chase young wore number two and manti teow number five and whatever it's changed the rule just changed and tom brady And by the way, most people are happy about it because there will be, and we'll talk to Darren Ravel at the top about how many guys he thinks will actually change their jersey numbers, but most people think it'll be cool to watch Dalvin Cook wear number four or Derrick Henry number two and, uh, you know, some of these guys wear number one, right? So most people are excited about it. Not Tom Brady. Tom Brady said, good luck trying to block the right people now. Going to make for a lot of bad football. He later called it dumb on Instagram. Why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to? Why have numbers? Just have colored jerseys. And he added the NFL and the NFL player. Tom Brady is mad. And McLovin, what was your initial reaction when you saw the Brady Instagram post? So Tom Brady's been very funny on social media since he got to Tampa. So I kind of thought he was joking because, like, I – you know, obviously, you know, if a guy, if the defensive end is wearing number seven, you're not going to be like, oh, that's a quarterback. I got to let him go. I, I didn't know it was that complicated. I kind of thought he was pulling our leg and I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to send a note around saying, do you see what Tom Brady said? Then find out Tom Brady was pulling my leg. So I was cautious. I thought it was a joke. So number one, it's not a joke. Number two, he's legitimately angry. And as I tweeted yesterday at Ross Tucker NFL, Brady being that angry on April 22nd about a uniform rule change when he's 43 years old after he just won a set, that's why he's Tom Brady. That is why he's Tom Brady, because it means that much to him, because he cares. Now, here's the deal, McLovin, okay? Especially Brady, but most quarterbacks at the line of scrimmage, they are in charge of setting the protection. So let's say the offensive lineman are responsible for the 4D lineman and the middle linebacker, one linebacker. Well, then the running back knows he's responsible for the next guy, the weak side linebacker, or the nickel corner. The receivers know that if the Sam linebacker comes, they're hot, okay? One of the reasons why Brady's been so successful is he's very good at identifying when blitzes are coming, changing the number of who we are IDing as the middle linebacker so that let's say we think the middle linebacker is 56 right here. He sees the safety walking down, number 28. He sees that. Brady will say, 52 is the mic, 52 is the mic. 
the will linebacker. So now as offensive linemen, we're not blocking 56 anymore. We're blocking 52. The running back has 28. It makes it easier for Brady to change those things and to see the blitzes. The idea is you want the offensive linemen, the five offensive linemen, to block the five biggest guys that are going to rush or the five most noteworthy guys. If D linemen are wearing number two or a linebacker is wearing 22 and a safety's wearing something in the 40s and you think he's a linebacker, it's going to make it harder for Brady. That's how he's been able to – he's got a beautiful football mind, right? That's one of the ways in which he's been able to quickly say, change protections, you got 58, change the mic. That's different now. We'll talk about it more later. But he, And by the way, the funny thing about it is Brady will just memorize all these guys' numbers, and Brady will be the best at it. It's the other quarterbacks that are going to be screwed. It's yet, But he doesn't like change. And by the way, as we get older, none of us like change. One hour down, two to go, spicy for life. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.